This is episode number one of the Abuse Talk podcast with me, Jennifer Gilmore. Welcome, this is the Abuse Talk podcast. My name is Jennifer Gilmore and I turned my mess into a message. I'm an author and advocate for women in abusive relationships and promote that together we are louder. Each fortnight there will be a new episode which will feature a series of interviews with those that work in the domestic abuse sector, getting an inside feel for what it is really like in their job role, sharing it with all of you. There's going to be discussions, Q&As, conversations and we want you to join in. I am delighted to be bringing this podcast to your ears. A few of you might be thinking, finally... It has been a learning curve, but I'm here now. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about abuse talk, why it begun, what's happening, how you can get involved and what is yet to come. I'll be referencing the July 2019 report. So first of all, I want to maybe give you a personal insight into why abuse talk was originally formed. I have experienced domestic abuse myself, predominantly coercive control, and in a recovery program that I attended, that was the first time that I connected with somebody else who had experienced domestic abuse. That recovery program was around nine months after the relationship had ended, A lot of people had told me the relationship was unhealthy, it was wrong. I'm not sure whether they used the term abusive. They might have said it looks like that way. But I just didn't believe them. I still thought that it was my fault and my responsibility that the relationship had broken up. That I wasn't able to fix that person. And when I was in that recovery programme and other women that were speaking, it just sounded like they were talking about my ex-partner. And that's when I realised I wasn't special. I wasn't unique. I wasn't the only person going through this. And it gave me a huge relief of weight lifted off my shoulders. After that recovery programme, I realised that I needed those kind of people around me because they're the ones that understand my thought process. And especially in the early days, I could be very anxious, paranoid, overthinking, couldn't sleep and would be really struggling. I needed those people around me that understood why I was thinking that way and why I wasn't coping and so really that is why hashtag abuse talk began. I did try and find another Twitter chat that was about domestic abuse but at the time I couldn't see anything despite searching and researching and so I took the plunge I guess to committing to provide this Twitter chat 
So it opened in October 2017. You can join in every Wednesday evening, 8 till 9pm GMT. We do have people from all over the world joining in. And originally, which (laughs) I don't know if um, many remember, I was sometimes tweeting to myself or there might be one or two people there. It's the early days were felt like they were never going to end, but perhaps they only lasted a few weeks. But I just remember feeling, is this going to happen? Is this going to come together? And now I'm proud to say that it's a really good digital community with anyone joining in because hashtag abuse talk is about people who have experienced it, people who haven't, those that work in the sector, those who are a member of public, family or friends of those who've gone through it. It's for anyone. It's a simple, I say simple, it's not simple, but it's a discussion that anyone can have and it raises awareness as well as offers support. So moving forward in 2018, we saw the opening of the forum, which is housed on jennifergilmore.com. It was born due to some people wanting to use more than the 280 characters on Twitter and also wanting a more private feel. It's available 24-7 and the most popular thread in there is the Ask a Solicitor thread, which is run by Lisa Pickering from Picasso Legal. She is also the main sponsor of the forum and she basically answers questions for free. I say basically, it is not basically because it's so valuable. On a personal level, again, sort of looking at my personal feelings on on Abuse Talk and the formation, when I needed a question, a legal question answering back when I was... uh, trying to escape that relationship the solicitors required over a hundred pounds worth of my money and all I wanted was a question answered and that's the price it was I didn't pay it by the way (laughs) I went to the police and asked them the question instead which is a shame that that service had to be used in in that way when it's a, a more of a legal kind of solicitor question. So for me, on a personal level, that Ask a Solicitor thread is, oh, is so valuable. In 2019, Abuse Talk interviews opened. These are a series of interviews for those who work in the domestic abuse sector. It gives them the opportunity to talk through what their job role is really like and this is going to be what I adopt on the podcast as well. At the moment it's housed on you on my YouTube channel every first Wednesday of the month, usually at 7.30pm GMT, unless the interview goes a little longer than the 30 minutes, then it's 7.15pm, so to allow people to be able to transfer over to the Twitter chat. So... For the podcast, I will be, obviously it's fortnightly, it's not monthly. And so what I'm going to be doing is utilising the uh, earlier episodes as well because they're just as valuable and important to put onto this podcast. So I'll be revisiting those 
and obviously having the new interviewees on there as well. So referencing the July 2019 report here, which will be available in text form in the near future, this was the first report that I'd really put together to clear everything that Abuse Talk does. I did do a six-month report for the forum, and that was just for sponsors. So this is my first public um, report. So... Let's look at some statistics. I conducted a survey at the beginning of the year, which I wanted to find out what people thought of hashtag abuse talk on Twitter and steps moving forward because there had been some suggestions and gestures. (laughs) So I wanted to see if this was a general feeling or whether it was just from a couple of people. So 65% of people join in each week with hashtag abuse talk because of the community. 42% of people want to meet up with other tweeters and don't mind what the content of the meetup is. They just want that opportunity. 23% would like a mini conference. Over on Twitter, so looking at the statistics on Twitter, on the at Abuse Talk Online profile. It has just gone over the milestone of 2K and it has an average of around 100K impressions each week. There's up to about 50 people joining in on hashtag Abuse Talk live on the Twitter chat each week and it's growing. We have some overseas who join in the next day when the tweets come through, but generally the topic will influence the amount of people joining in with that week. I also utilise my own Twitter account as it has a weekly impression rate of an average 300k as well. Looking at the stats on the forum, um, it has 92 members, 28 topics, 138 posts. Looking at the interviews on YouTube, an average of six hours is watched for each interview. Each interview is on average 30 minutes long and an average of 10 people will watch it live when it's premiering on the night. They will stay and watch it though right until the end. After the evening, the interview brings more views for those who aren't able to join in. So they're very interesting. Obviously, the YouTube videos are going to be changing. Well, not changing, they're still going to be there. It's going to be adopted into the podcast as well. And I just want to mention what is in this report on the plans moving forward. So this is what it says. People have requested the abuse talk interviews are also in podcast form, especially as they are 30 to 45 minutes long. I am attending a workshop to be able to have all of the information to fulfil this to my best potential in the near future. There was a 50-50 split in the response to the podcast availability on iTunes or Spotify. That report was in July 2019 and I'm bringing the first episode in August 2019. I feel pretty proud of that because I act upon it. And I'd like to think I act as fast as I can. 
the 50-50 split with the iTunes or Spotify isn't really relevant because I'm using a platform called Anchor. And I would encourage you to download it because this is where you get to join in. If you are on the Anchor app, you can leave Abuse Talk podcast um, a voice message, it might be called a memo, and I can use that in future episodes. I'm going to be asking you to ask future interviewees questions that we can then use on the podcast, which is really exciting. I want you to be part of the discussion, just like you are on Twitter, in the forum, and involved in the interviews. So I do encourage you, please do that. And if you have any problems on working out how to leave a voice message, if you get in touch with me at contact at jennifergilmore.com, I can share the links to you, etc. I'm really looking forward to that. That's my, my most exciting part. I want to talk about the risks and challenges moving forward with everything that Abuse Talk is. One of the points was that the forum doesn't notify people of a response on on their, their post. If they are being notified, it might go to the junk file. Because of this, there was a need for work to be done on the website, which is currently undergoing with a website developer that I've finally taken the plunge to have. Going forward still, though, it is not as user-friendly as I would like on the mobile browser. So using desktop is fine, but on the on your mobile phone, it's not as... I don't know. I, maybe it's me being a perfectionist, but... People have said an app. So I've been looking at the an app developer. I've had a quote on how the vision, how it's going to work, the same as an official Abuse Talk website. But this kind of investment is thousands of pounds. And so I realised that this lovely digital community that has, has grown organically is now turning into a non-profit organisation and that's what it fits it and so to be able to provide those steps moving forward it's ultimately got to change I guess I'm vocalising this here for you all now because this is what's going to happen in the months to come that switch over you may have seen that we've opened a Facebook page um, again under at abuse talk online ready for that kind of shift it's I don't want anyone to feel put off though because it's still it's still going to run the same way it's just going to improve if anything it's still going to be me (laughs) and it's an exciting and scary step forward I've been thinking to be honest about non-profit for over eight months and I've spent eight months researching on it I couldn't just set it up overnight it has to be done properly perhaps I'm a bit of a perfectionist but for me this has to be right and I hope you're with me on that one because it's important and I really value the community of abuse talk so 
do voice what what you think on that as well. So before I close for this little intro podcast, I want to share with you what some tweeters say in general about abuse talk. So here we go. At Katie underscore Robson. I love the conversations it opens up. I love the people I've met and chat with via it. Most of all, as hard as it is right now, I do also love that it's finally helped me get to the stage where I can discuss these things. At Charlotte OS1, none of my friends have experienced similar to mine. You guys do. It's helpful to talk even a long time after the fact because it's not something I talk about or ever have. I find it cathartic. Thank you. Kiss, kiss, kiss. At Youth DV Advocate. Being a survivor can be a lonely place. Being a single parent can be a lonely place. Being able to speak to other survivors in real time without leaving the house is amazing. You've built a fab little community and more tweeples join in all the time. At Melby Cat One. Being part of this community has helped me open up, work through my thoughts and receive support when I have needed it. It helps massively to know you aren't the only one. It also allows me to educate others in the outside world. Invaluable. Kiss, kiss. At Anonymammy. Helps me feel less alone. So I think that really says what the community is like and how people find it, in in a sense. I want to also thank everybody that takes part each week. A lot of you may, might not know that um, it actually helps me as well. And that's it for the first ever episode of the Abuse Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to me, Jennifer Gilmore, author of Isolation Junction and Clip Wings. You can find those on Amazon. Just wanted to give a big shout out to our current sponsors. Main sponsor, Picasso Legal. Topic sponsors, author Fiona Wilson, Joanne Howarth from The Happiness Club, Richard Judd author Helen Pryke, Outfox Printing, author Kelly Smith, and What's the Debate? I will be working on sponsorship packages and what they're going to be look like for the future of Abuse Talk. But if you want to discuss anything at the moment and its current state, then please do get in touch. The next episode will be in two weeks' time on the 5th of September. If you know anyone interested in hearing these important interviews to do with domestic abuse, then share this link to this podcast and the future episodes. (laughs) 